Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chat from a Hat. I'm your host, Josh Brown, along with my co-host, Caleb Luther. Caleb, how are you doing, sir? Okay. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. I can't complain. Uh, wouldn't do me any good anyway. Uh, Caleb, sure. we got a lot to catch up on. You know that? Do we? No, we don't. <laughs> we don't have a lot so. to catch up on at all. I think so. Um, you got to go see Bo is Afraid, finally, though, so I'm sure you're excited about that. I mean, I, w- I was excited. I mean, I still am excited about it. I was especially excited, excited before seeing it. Uh, yeah. Loved it a lot. Um, uh, it's very weird. It's long. <laughs> but out of all the... It's about Ari three and, Ast- about three and, and a half the, hours too Out of long. all the Ari Aster movies, by a wide margin, it's the funniest because it's a, it's a dark comedy. Like mm-hmm. It's meant to be funny, whereas like some people unintentionally laughed on Hereditary. The laughs in this... Like it pushes over to absurdist territory. It's very funny. Yeah, that that that, that bogusness. But yeah, uh, uh, definitely made made for a specific audience, and that audience is me. And uh, there's a lot of things to read in deeper with the movie. But I, even if I didn't do that, I would still just fully enjoy the movie for just the pure four act because it's a four act movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, just four act chaos, which each each act doing going a different way and sometimes like it'll throw a curveball and like sometimes as an audience member you just gotta you gotta go along with it like okay this is what we're gonna do for the next 40 minutes mm-hmm. uh yeah i'm not even sure if you like it don't know i have, i have no i have no read on who who on earth would like it but uh i was i do like walking phoenix though so i mean i think you know i thought it was very a very funny movie particularly the first two acts the first act especially we were all laughing a lot I mean, I'd watch it gets it. to the third act and it becomes a lot more artsy but the third act has the best thing in the movie that like i think would be totally everybody would have to agree that this one thing in the third act that has to do with the animation is the best thing about the movie it was it was beautiful and it goes mm-hmm. it's it's literally a 20 minute voiceover scene where someone's speaking while this montage of things is happening it's 20 minutes long okay and uh, I'm, I'm fine with it was that. incredible and then the, the fourth act is just <laughs> There's things, there's okay. things seared into my brain that's never gonna leave. It's like, oh my god, uh, but yeah. I, whenever you get the chance, you should watch it, and I would like to watch it again with you. We will, we will watch if it. If you hate when... it, I would. I'll, I'll be so. I'll You're gonna talk about it on the podcast. I'll, I'll understand, but don't you dare. Don't you? I, I, listen, I know, I, I know you respect the art of filmmaking. Sure. And don't you dare dislike this movie. There's, there's just too much. There's too much to. There's too much to respect about it. It's just. This guy just did whatever he just did whatever he wanted to do. No one stopped him. Maybe they should have, because it ain't gonna make because <laughs> it ain't gonna make money. It's made like five million dollars and it cost thirty five million. So it's a pet project for him, probably. It's great though. It was his best directing. His best directing. Not. I still don't think it's as strong as Hereditary because mm-hmm. Hereditary is just a horror like masterpiece. Mm-hmm. This is close. This is, this was my second favorite for him. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. So uh, that will definitely be a movie that that you and I will watch. I don't know if Nancy will watch it. She probably will. Force her to watch. She, she'll watch it. She uh, has to watch. She has to watch it. She has to see these oh, things. You oh, yeah, will it's, watch it's, it. It's a it's a disturbing. Like it's it's one of the first times I, I've watched a dark a dark comedy in theaters where mm-hmm. I was laughing. I was like, man, if if there was actual people in this movie theater, I don't know how they would all feel about us laughing at these things happening on screen. <laughs> it's dark, and it, I would say that it it pushes a lot of being offensive. I think it would, be, it would offend some people. Really, the second act especially. Ooh. There's stuff in the second act. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, it deals with a lot of taboo taboo things, mm, but it's very okay. absurdist though. It's almost like Walk Hard, if Walk Hard was just out of its mind dark. <laughs> okay, 
Yeah. I, we do like some dark comedy, though, you and I. This is so. the darkest. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this, is this the, might be the darkest thing I've, we've ever done. It's like the darkest comedy I've ever seen. <laughs> well, while you were watching Bo's Afraid, I was watching Ace Freely in concerts. That was Can't pretty compare cool. the two. Can't compare Bo's the two. Bo's Afraid is greater. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Probably. I don't know. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, Nancy and I went to Lorraine, Ohio. Uh, for the weekend. It was pretty nice. It's a nice little place up there. It's a lot like Logan with it being kind of... But better. Yeah, uh, better. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. I mean, it's not it's not that difficult to do. Well, it felt... Uh, here's the thing. It, Lorraine, Ohio feels like a tourist town mm-hmm. because there is a beach and things around it. Yeah. And it, it's not tourist season up there. So everything felt kind of barren because mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of traffic. There wasn't a lot of things open. Um, a lot of things are actually open on the weekends up there. They're not open during the week, which is weird. Uh, but most of the stuff was open on like Fridays and Saturdays. Weird. But yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, Ace really played a cool show, did a lot of the kiss gimmicks and things. So it was pretty cool. Um, do you have face paint on? No, he didn't, didn't have, he didn't have the paint on. He was charging $50 a shirt though. I did not buy a shirt. Yeah, I think 50, thirty-five is 50, a lot for Fifty a shirt. bucks a shirt is like yeah, I like, fifty I like bucks. a twenty twenty-five dollar yeah, shirt. Yeah, I understand that. And they, they got to were... make money, but does Ace Freely really got to make that money? He's doing better than probably a lot of indie artists that are yeah. charging twenty-five bucks. So. Well, the thing of it was is that he played the he played the Lorraine Palace, which looked to be about mm, I would say probably seven hundred and fifty seats, possibly mm-hmm. filled about a third of it. Really. It wasn't it wasn't a huge selling show. Okay. Um, but it was it was okay. It was fun. Uh, that's you know check them off the bucket list of people. Uh, that's the first of three original Kiss members I'll see this year. So we'll check that off. Cool. Caleb, how's the Lakers doing? Uh, I mean they they're looking great. Here's the problem with talking about the Lakers. Why I don't necessarily want to talk about the Lakers because by the time this episode, we're going to talk about the Lakers. By the time this episode airs, there will be two other games that I have not seen. They might lose those games, and then they'll be down two to one against the Warriors. But as of us recording this episode on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. they uh, they beat the Warriors, and it's one one zero in round two, and they look out they look like about yep. the best team in the league, yep. which is crazy. They started the mm-hmm. season two and ten. That yeah, doesn't happen. Yeah, we're having we're having to record a few days early because I have uh, wrestling and ASW and BGW this weekend. But by the time this episode comes out, that will already be done. So don't yeah. come to those shows because <laughs> they don't exist. Yeah, uh, Lakers might fall apart. Lakers, the Warriors, Lakers fall they apart. live and die by the three point shot. They made, yes, they did. They made they made twenty twenty one of those bad boys last Good night. Lord. And the Lakers still won. I think fairly easily. I thought that they looked like the way better team is just late, late on, late in the game. The Warriors were like, let's hit about four threes in a row so we can come back in ten seconds. And well, I know, that's not fair. And I know it is. it is fair. And I know what you were doing. You were standing in your living room so going, bad. "Why block that, him? That, Guard him? Somebody!" Is, I became an old man because because I see people complain about today's NBA. They're like, like they shoot too many threes. I'm like, no, the players are just better at threes now. Deal with it. And then last yeah. night I was like, they're shooting too many threes. This is unacceptable. <laughs> I became that guy. So, yeah. Unacceptable! And the, Lake, the Lakers make about five threes a game. They're not. Just, they're just not a big three-point shooting team. I was like, come on, guys. Right. It's like, make right. one. I mean, I don't even know who's on the Lakers other than LeBron anymore. Anthony Davis. He ain't shooting no threes. He two shot a few. He did not make any. I, I bet you. <laughs> and LeBron made about one. He's out the of, Shaquille O'Neal Le- of threes no, he's not right bad, now. He's not a bad. He's shooting bad now, but he's he's a decent shot. Uh, LeBron was about one of eight from the three point. <laughs> he's not a good. Good job, LeBron. Shooter. Yeah. Well, s- 
speaking of uh, LeBron, LeBron, <laughs> no, no, no. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations LeBron's came going out. In. LeBron's going in. It's Cleveland. It's Cle- it's Cleveland. That's where he's from. I know. Oh wow. The so first, the first, the first or second time he jumped ship. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Why not go back? Go back to Cleveland. Go back. Go back to Cleveland. They're good again. Get another. <laughs> get another. Uh, he might just to get another ring. He might. Yeah, I think that they might win for the Lakers this year. Mm, well, no, we'll see. Anyway, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So the performer category of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, we'll, we'll, there's only seven nominees. We'll breeze through these real quick, and you can give your thoughts. Okay, I don't I know, know much about. I it. know you have a lot of thoughts. Uh, probably not. Maybe. Um. Oh, uh, real quick. Um, Bernie Toppin is getting the Musical Excellence Award. Oh, that's cool. That's deserved. Yeah. That's deserved. Who's that? Bernie Toppin. Who's he that? wrote the lyrics for Elton John. <laughs> you see, that name did not ring a bell to me. Wow, you're such a Rocket Man fan, and and you. I've, I've watched Rocket Man once in theaters, and but, I did like it, but, but yes, I don't remember names. Bernie, Bernie Toppin writes the lyrics for Elton okay. John's music. Anyway. Let's see. Um, so, let's see here. Uh, the Spinners, Caleb. You know anything spinners. about The Spinners? This rings a bell. I don't know. Good for them. Yeah, yeah, cool. Rage Against the Machine is going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How do you feel about rings that? Rings a bell. Don't really know. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, don't I they mean, sing Freak on a Leash? I mean, they, I mean they, they're pretty big. I mean, what... They probably need to be in there. Sure. I'm not the biggest sure. fan, but yeah. Um, Willie Nelson is going into the Rock and Roll That's Hall of Fame. He's not, he has, he's not in there yet. <laughs> I, I agree. Wow. I agree. You see, here's I the like thing. Here's the thing. A lot of people, a lot of people are going to like talk crap about these people that are going in, and it's they. Oh, they don't play rock and roll music, or they don't do this, or they don't do that. Rock and roll is more than just music. It's it's the mentality. It's the it's way not, that you bring it's yourself. It's not necessarily a genre. It's not a genre it's anymore. Big, it's, it's transcended the right. idea of what rock and roll is. Right. So, yeah. Uh, Missy Elliott's going in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Sure. Sure. She performed at the sure. Super Bowl one year. Sheryl Crow is going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as well. Okay. All she wants to do is have some fun. Yeah. I got a feeling she's not, she's the, not the only, only one. one. So, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I haven't seen this in three damn days. I don't know the words of that song with Kid Rock. I put your picture away. Yeah. Eh, well, that's that's a, I, that's I a, wish, that should probably take your out. I, I wish I wish Kid I wish Kid Rock would just go away. He's not gonna go into the rock. He's not gonna go into the they, rock. They wouldn't do that. They would not. Dare. Oh, they would. No, they would not. I think they would. No, no. I think so. No, I think so. Ain't nobody gonna tell him how to live. Well, we talked about Morgan Wallen last week and how we want him to go listen, away. Kid let's, rock, let's, listen, Kid Rock. Listen, listen. I don't like Morgan Wallen. Kid Rock is so much worse than Morgan Wallen. It's not even close. Welcome, new listeners. Goodbye, new listeners. Oh, I'm sure the, the, the Kid Rock uh, fans are just yeah. It up there. <laughs> As they say on the shout out loud cast, grand opening, grand closing. Who's next? Um, let's see. Um, George Michael is going into the Hall oh, of Fame, cool. and you know what? I saw where a lot of people online were like, "Why is he going into the Hall of Fame? Why is he going into the Hall of Fame?" I'm sorry. If you're going to talk rock and roll music and stuff like that, George Michael is way more rock and roll than Willie Nelson and Missy Elliott. I mean, why wouldn't he go in? Exactly. Wayne, why would he Wayne not go in? Gwen was big. And, why would he not and, go and in? He was big, so yeah. Why not, why not yeah. go in? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and last but not least, the one that you are totally excited for, Kate Bush. Yeah. She, uh, she 100% would not have if it wasn't for Stranger Things last year. Yeah. Which is sad. But mm-hmm. I'm glad that that happened. I'm not one of these, like, I'm not like a gatekeeper when it comes to Kate Bush. I want more people to hear her music. Sure. But it's just like, it's like she's always been great. She's always really had some of the best albums ever. Like, 
And it's just a little sad that this got noticed because one song resurged because of a, the biggest show. Well, streaming. Well, but at the same time, though, you. But good you, for, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, exactly. You, at least, at least now more people are listening to her music and giving her the props that she deserves when it comes to her music. I guess they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, wouldn't have happened without it. Right. Yeah. Well, Caleb, that leads us to this week. Oh, we're already there. We're already there. We're already there. We're only 12 minutes into the, the episode. Food? What happened? What about the fast food? Or is there anything else to cover with fast food? We're not covering anything else about fast that food. Was long, people, people, that was a long episode. It was a long, it was a long episode. It was an hour and a half. It was people, long. people were just people, so enamored by our rankings. They were so upset. They were upset. <laughs> not really. No. It's, all, it, it's like music. It's a matter of preference and what you think is good and what you think isn't good. Yeah. Subway ain't that good. It is. I just had it again today. It's still <laughs> S tier to me. I get the same thing every time. Well, <laughs> well, Caleb, what we did, we did something a little different. Instead of uh, talking about Billy Joel and what people think about Billy Joel, next week we went ahead and you you screened a little bit and then put out a put out some feelers of what people's favorite Billy Joel songs are. Yeah, I guess so we and, could just, and, we and could talk about it a little and, bit this and, week. We got yeah. a bunch, a bunch of people. Billy Joel's uh, big. He's big. Ta- talking about um, some of their favorites and I'm I'm going to I'm going to breeze through some of these before we get into our own. Okay. Um let's see here. Uh Cody Dickerson said that Allentown was his favorite uh Billy Joel song. Allentown. Not not a hard argument. Allentown. Uh Liberty Am said Goodnight Saigon, You're Only Human, Honesty and Lullaby are some of my favorites. That's my cousin. Uh, Joshua Johnson said, New York State of Mind scenes from an Italian restaurant and you may be right. Uh, Michael Dameron said, this is the time. Uh, Ginger Willis gave a huge list. Uh, Miami 2017, uh, New York State of Mind, Vienna, Ballad of Billy Kid, so on and so forth. Says, our fantastic songs, they're just so overplayed that I don't hear, I don't quote unquote hear them anymore if you know what I mean. But I pretty much love everything. Uh, Dave Elkins said Vienna. Uh, Gina Hunter said Vienna. So Vienna seems to be. Uh, Lauren Shoemate said Vienna. So Vienna it's seems to be favorite, a right? fan favorite. Fan favorite. Uh, and then a few other people said Piano Man, My Life, Say Goodbye to Hollywood, The Longest Time, uh, Moving Outs. Uh, a bunch of mainstreamers. And, and, and Jesse Ramey said, Why Should I Worry from Disney's Oliver and Company? Do you remember that song? Yeah, I remember it. Okay. Okay, yeah. just making sure. Of course, just sure. I remember it. Just making sure. Is it on my list? Who's to say? No, Possibly. It's not. Okay. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> well, Caleb, um, <laughs> real side note before we get started on Billy Joel. Billy Joel is one of the, as you said, one of the biggest selling artists of all time. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, I, was, uh, I just saw that. And when I was listening, I was like, I was like oh, Billy Joel, I'm glad that we're, get, we're able to do this episode where maybe people don't know these Billy Joel songs. I'm like, well, I guess they do know. <laughs> he's one of the top, the highest selling we, we are, artists of all time. Whoa, were we naive on that, right? I just guess I just didn't know. I was naive. I was naive. naive. Naivety. Which is also on my list, by the way, the song Naivety. Sure. <laughs> so... What we're going to do, folks, is we're going to rank our top ten favorites uh, that we have. That's uh, what the episode's called. That's what, it's called that's the, what the episode's called. So, so, Caleb, real quick, I will go ahead and tell you that most of the songs by Billy Joel that I, I knew before we really deep-dived into this uh, episode was three albums. And that, Same with Right. If I'm being honest... Two albums for the yep. most part, but the more that we got into listening to them, um, the more I found that I liked a lot 
of these songs and albums. Like me too. Uh, not so much the earlier stuff, but yeah, everything from yeah. from everything, but everything from Turnstiles on had yeah. some songs on it that I was like, you know what? These are pretty yeah, yeah. good songs. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I really, I really enjoyed this past week. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's. It reminds me of why I love music so much. Uh, like truthfully, honestly, because I mean, I was I've I've always been somewhat of a Billy Joel fan. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone mm-hmm. knows The Stranger. It's mm-hmm. such a big album. Uh, but then when you when you when you start to like listen through stuff that maybe you'd only heard once, and mm-hmm. now you're listening to it through through new ears, mm-hmm. you're like, oh my god, these are yep. these are some of my new favorite songs. Yep. Like it's always exciting to discover new stuff that like immediately you're like, oh, this is one of mm-hmm. the best songs ever written. Yeah, that doesn't happen that often. Yeah. And Billy Joel made it made it very easy to make make it possible for me this week to, well, to, to think that we were talking about it in our our message, and, and I said that I was going to bring it up, and you said no, 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 but I'm going to bring it up anyway. When was the first time you heard Billy Joel? What is your earliest memory? I guess aside of Billy from Joel? Oliver and Company, uh, which I don't count, uh, dude, I've only really been a Billy Joel fan for like maybe eleven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the f- aside from <laughs> everybody heard. Uptown Girl, mm-hmm. and for the longest time, but that's so that's so mainstream, and it and we mm-hmm. didn't start the fire. Yeah, what really the things that I heard from Billy Joel? Uh, I'll actually I'll wait to say that because a couple of them are on my list. Okay, so I'll wait to I'll save that for my list. Look at the couple of songs that I was like, oh oh, this is Billy Joel. Okay, this is who he is. All right, well I then, guess I like Billy. I tell Joel. you what, I tell you what. <laughs> um, we'll we'll also get to that. Yeah. Uh, then so we'll we'll hold on to that note and continue. Uh, you know, I got a with lot of honorable mentions. So I'm, I have. I'm, a I'm actually just gonna I'm just gonna name them. I'm not I'm not gonna talk about them. Just name them because there's not enough I have, time. I have thirteen. I think I have about that. If too. if they're if we have the same list of songs, they're they're, they're, they're almost in order from. Least to to best. Okay, they're all they're all great though. Uh, Mine aren't. They're kind of all over the place. Okay. But so um, uh, here's my role mentions. Okay, I have lullaby in parentheses. Good night, my angel. Okay, uh, I have and so it goes. Okay, I have I go to extremes. Yep, that's, some of these songs I'd never heard before until yeah, I, I go to I, I had I go to extremes was good. Yeah, yeah. I'd first heard that have, too. And this is the this is the time. For the I have that. We're not gonna talk about the bridge. Hey, the, hey, hey. Another, another about the bridge. bridge song. Big man on Mulberry Street, super big band jazzy, loved yep. it. Uh, James, uh, she's always a woman. Hated to cut that one. Uh, my yeah, that's my a, life. Yeah. Th- now we're getting into songs that I absolutely hated cutting. My life, get it right the first time. Super underrated from okay. the stranger. Pressure. Uh, yeah, night, pressure's pressure's really good. Good I night, like that good song. night, Sagan. Uh, which <laughs> good night, Sagan was in that top ten for so mm-hmm. long, and I was like, you know what? There's just something else I'm more passionate about. <laughs> Uh, Rosalind's eyes, super unique and cool, and mm-hmm. all for Lena, okay, which a uh, very cool song. Okay. I, 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 I was gravitating a lot towards the angrier Joel this week. Can't lie, there's some, <laughs> there's some like aggressive Joel songs. I'm well, like, speaking, oh, yeah. <laughs> speaking of angry Joel, I had a prelude, angry young man on my list. Uh-huh. Um, I had Stormfront, uh, Christy Lee, Keeping the Faith, uh, Zanzibar did not make my mm. list. Shockingly, mm. uh, moving out. Uh, sleeping with the television on, still rock and roll to me. Allentown and State of Grace, those are my my picks. That did, and some of those songs came this close, oh, yeah, yeah, came yeah. so close. But there are some other songs, that, dude. This week I have heard and I have had them on repeat. That's how much oh, yeah. I fell in love gonna, with these. Some songs. of these are going to dominate my Spotify wrap. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm I'm thrilled. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not mad about it. it. I'm not mad about Unlike it. Unlike the Taylor Swift one, which is. <laughs> 
is still is still taking over my Spotify. <laughs> She's still my number three artist for the last six months, and I don't know how. So, so when we first when we were first talking about this episode, I said, "Man, my list is going to be completely, totally squashed with the Stranger and Fifty Second Street." Too, yeah. And that's what, I, and yeah. But I'm so glad that we took the time to listen to some of these other yeah, records. I gave other stuff a chance. Yeah, so I'm glad I did. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Caleb, your okay. number ten. So I, my number ten is the one that you had in your honorable mentions, and it was mama. It was hanging out of the top ten okay. until yesterday. I was like, you know, what? it's got to go in. Okay, and that's Allentown. Okay, from the nylon curtain. Uh, I had Allentown in my list until probably twelve hours ago. Yeah. So here's literally, the thing. I'd never listened to all of the nylon curtain before this week, and mm-hmm. uh, was really surprised by how much I liked it, especially the first half of that album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allentown sets the tone perfectly. Uh, as the first song uh, with much different production than what we'd heard, mm. we've heard previously from from mm. Billy Joel. Uh, especially love the slapback delay effect on the vocals, which maybe we'd heard a couple times, but mm-hmm. uh, not to this extent. Uh, just a, a, a lovely song. If I'm not mistaken, this album was the first all digitally recorded yes. album, and yep. uh, it shows. I think he wanted to make something a little bit sonically different. Yes. And Allentown's a great opener. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm sure I've heard it before. Like, I'm sure I had. Yeah. But I really heard it this week, and I'm, yeah. I'm liking it more and more every time that I hear and it. And what's really cool is that, like, for a lot of these songs, we listened to them in the car when we were going to shows and stuff like that, or yeah. when we were traveling and things like that. But when you put them earbuds in, or you put those headphones on, and you oh, yeah, hear yeah. some of these songs, and yeah. hear just some of the stuff that's going on in the background, I don't think Billy Joel gets enough credit for what he can pull off sonically with his music. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No uh, doubt. Like, the whole... I wasn't a huge fan of, of Nylon Curtain, mm-hmm. but without question, there's some things on that record that you don't really think about until you put earbuds on. I don't remember which song it is, but literally the vocals are in the left ear. The oh, yeah. whole song, it, yeah. the vocal, and that don't you don't do that, that today. One of those later songs, uh, if I'm not mistaken, because there was a couple there were a couple mm-hmm. Beatle Beatlesque yeah. songs on it, but yeah. But the because um, you know nowadays with with the way that music's recorded, bass, drums, vocals are in the middle. Yeah. Completely in the middle. You and your guitars, and, yeah. Stereo effects right. and stuff like that. Nylon Curtain had all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, What's your 10? My number 10 is from 52nd Street. Uh-oh. Um, and it is Stiletto. Stiletto! I oh, ju- man. I had just heard this song, like really heard it. Oh, man. Did I not have Stiletto in my honorable mention? No, I love Stiletto. Uh, dude. Love it. Okay, so... The 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 sax solo at the beginning, and for me, what drug me into the song was that piano going do don't don't do don't don't. It literally sounded like to me, right? To me, it sounded like something that would come off like a seventies cop show. Yeah, he like he has a few songs like that. But when that guitar starts and that it gets really going, that song is brooding and and lyrically, lyrically, it is edgy for that time. I think good. Um. I love that song. Yeah. So Stiletto from Fifty Second Street is my number ten. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought it up because I guess I just. I, did, I guess I just didn't want to drench my honorable mentions with Fifty Second Street, which I know I. It's could. hard to too. It's a I great album. It. I could have done, but I didn't. Uh, my number nine is from Fifty Second Street. There uh, you go. It's half a mile away. Okay. Uh, this one just makes me feel really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I mean, some some other songs do too, but a lot of my Billy Joel songs I hear make me feel a little, a little sad. If I'm being honest, well, I mean, uh, it can. But the incorporation of the horns is just perfectly executed, and mm-hmm. it has that really big band and the uh, the vocal hooks on this song yeah. is are really good. Fifty uh, Second Street is essentially a jazz rock album. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's a little bit more big band, like the horns of the. Ba, ba, na, dun, 
bum, 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 bum. and they're really huge and they have their own like little solo section in the middle mm-hmm. that like mimics what the vocal melody mm-hmm. uh, it's just a, it's a wonderful little song uh, towards the end of 52nd Street but the whole album is just incredible so speaking of horns uh, my number nine is from an innocent man oh. um, and that is tell her about it I don't remember it <laughs> You you know that song. Tell her about it. I don't Tell know. her about it. Yeah, sure. You don't. I know it. I know. I know. It. I, just, <sighs> I guess it just didn't. It didn't leave that big of an impression. Well, I liked it. This man was the doo wop album. Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. And I you don't know, have anything you, from that. you know. You know. I'm a big sucker for that kind of music. You know, and you know, I'm not. I know. That's fine. <laughs> that's why it's our yeah, top here's ten. Like, here's the thing. I still like those songs. Yeah. Though. They're yeah. just not, a, to you, they're not as good as some other songs. Yeah, I only had 10 songs. That I could only I pick know. 10. It was hard, it was hard to pick a 10. It's hard to pick a 10. Oh, I, yeah, I forgot to mention, this was very hard to pick. It was. To dwindle down to It 10. was. Yeah. Because what was funny is that we were talking about it, again, you know, we don't really talk about the, the episodes before we, you know, before we record them. We just save it, you know, mm-hmm. do what we're supposed to I told you last night I had 23 songs, and I didn't know how to, to bring yeah. them down. Because even the honorable mentions, I wanted to have a lot. Yeah. yeah. So... Anyway, yeah, just tell her about it. Jack. Number eight, <laughs> number eight. Okay, so here's the, here's one that is going to be a divisive one because apparently this is the, the divisive song. But I'd heard, I'd literally heard it for the first time just the other day. Okay, and it's from the Nylon Curtain again. Okay, uh, it's my last one from the Nylon Curtain. I'm going to stop all the Nylon Curtain praise after this. <laughs> okay, but it's the second song on the album, Laura. Uh, okay, uh, heard it for the first time this week and was immediately taken back by how much it sounds like l- linen. Beatles, mm-hmm. uh, especially uh, what's the uh, what's the one uh, Lucy in the Sky Diamonds? Mm-hmm. The intro kind of sounds yeah. like that, and uh, it's it's a purposely oddly structured song, which for me goes extremely well with just how harsh mm-hmm. lyrically that song is. Uh, I've I've seen like videos where lyrically he's talking about like Laura's not about one particular person; it's just kind of about like being in a co-dependent relationship where like mm-hmm. they're. It's a toxic relationship, basically, yeah. and it's pretty harsh. Uh, it's also the only Billy Joel song that drops the f bomb. Yeah. So whenever I heard it, I was like, "Whoa!" Like, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not used to that. He does. He, he never did it again. Uh, and uh, it'll it'll probably 100% make my Spotify top songs at the end of the year, just because it's so new to me. Mm-hmm. And I hear it, I'm like, "Oh god, I love the elements he's adding to this." And it definitely does sound like we only do it, 80s Joel. Definitely sounds like 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 Joel go, goes Beatles mm-hmm. uh, in the, in the weirdest song-structured kind of way. Really, really love that one. Well, speaking of toxic relationships, my number eight is <laughs> one of your honorable mention songs, yeah. and that is All for Lena. Yeah. I really like that it almost song. Made, it almost made my top ten. Um, Ghost and Bon Jovi influences in that song, for sure, yeah. uh, with, I, the, with I the keyboards. This, I think this came before the Bon Jovi song. Oh, God, yeah. This yes. came out in 80, right? Or 79? Uh, yeah, glass no glass houses came out in 1980. 80, okay. I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that would have been, been really far ahead for the Bon Jovi because I think the Bon Jovi record came out in 84, 83, 84. Anyway, um, yes, love the keyboards in that song. Oh, dude, the synthesizer solo is yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah, so cool, so cool. Yeah, I really like that song. Yep. Yeah, that one. I listen to that one a lot too. Yeah, I've listened to I've listened to my top ten today a lot just to make sure that's what I wanted. I was I was slightly thrown off by the keyboard solo because I'd heard I've heard like stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it, they were the they they did it first, right? And uh, I was like, "Where's this song gonna go?" Here's why this song's so much better than the Bon Jovi song, and I'd even say the Ghost song is because uh, just the verse is just 
listen, there's not there may be like one or two Billy Joe songs where he just he he does not try as a songwriter. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe we didn't start the fire is one of those when it comes oh, yeah. to the chord elements. But just the way the way that off Atlanta goes, like the dun 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 dun, mm-hmm. dun it's just so like I don't know. It's exciting mm-hmm. and it goes to cool places despite having that keyboard I'm like, oh, is this a Bon Jovi song? So <laughs> speaking of we didn't start the fire, yeah. my number seven. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) So, um, don't people can never say that their phone doesn't listen to them? And let me tell you why. Because yesterday, when I got home from work, Mm -hmm. I turned on my television and turned on the YouTube app. A Billy Joel uh, interview come up, and he was talking about we didn't start the fire with (laughs) Howard Stern. Have you seen this? I think I have. He's 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 crap talking it a little. Yeah, he's 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 like he goes. It's probably the worst song I've ever written. He goes from a from a a a melody Melody standpoint, standpoint, it is the worst song he's ever written because he's he's literally going and he's like yeah yeah he's and if you got if you have a chance, go go watch that clip. It's only about two and a half minutes, but it's absolutely hilarious. You can hear Billy Joel Howard Stern crap on him on his own song. Number seven. No, number you. seven uh, is from my first one from The Stranger. Okay. And it's the first song. It's Moving, moving Out, Anthony's song. Okay. Uh, you know, the band Bayside introduced me to the song, surprisingly. Same. Uh, Same. Which is crazy, because the song's from like 77, yeah. but I, I heard it for the, really for the first time in 2012. And they did a good cover of it. They did a cover of it, of it and that, that, I, was like, I was like, oh, this is awesome. There's no way Billy Joel's version is better. I'm like, yeah. And it is. <laughs> Naturally. And I've listened to it probably way too much since mm-hmm. that i can't even remember like really like, how I, how much i loved it initially yeah but uh, a perfectly written pop song uh with some of the best some of his best vocal harmonies in the in the verse mm-hmm. whenever those harmonies come it's like oh like the sergeant olivia's we'll talk we'll talk about this because i'm sure the uh, there's probably two or three stranger songs in your top five yeah, yeah. i would say yeah uh in mine too I'll go ahead and yeah, spoil it it is what it is <laughs> you don't know what it is but uh, my number seven actually is from The Stranger as well and it's Vienna okay why, why are you going okay. okay here's okay. Here's what we're going to do whenever we whenever we have songs that are we both have in the top ten okay and they're not like completely lined up we'll just let the other person talk about it and I don't care I, and I won't even cut in I won't even cut in but and say you what can I have cu- to say you can no, cut in no, no whenever I talk about it I will but okay. you talk about it okay. I want to hear what you have to say well for bringing it so low <laughs> I'll explain why it's so low Let's hear it. it's really okay. first off it's in, it's in the top 10 it's in the top songs. 10 Billy Joel song <laughs> what do you want this is your 7 piano this is my 7 yeah okay okay okay, okay. so here's the reason why okay that piano intro is iconic yeah it's iconic sure and it's just a great, it's a great song. Yeah, it <laughs> it's just a great song. Okay. When will you realize it's a great song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if I hadn't listened to more Billy Joel this week, it probably would have been in the top three. That. I understand that. But there's a lot of songs coming up mm-hmm. that I'm just, this week I've just been like, you know what, this, this yeah, just yeah, hits. Yeah. It just hits. Yep. Go ahead. So six is a song uh, from Fifty Second Street. Okay, uh, similar, kind of similar to Moving Out because they're both I don't know very eccentric, like kind of like rocky songs, mm-hmm. and that's that's Big Shot. From okay, Fifty Second Street, the first okay. song on Fifty Second Street. This was actually the, one of the first songs that got me into to actually get me into Billy mm-hmm. Joel. We were talking about the the for the longest time and mm-hmm. and Uptown Girl, but I heard this one around. 
similar around the same time as I heard moving out, maybe slightly mm-hmm. before I heard it in a, in a, in a bar in Logan. Cause mm-hmm. me and my friends went there after uh, wedding rehearsals and we went there mm-hmm. and I, I don't drink. I was just there and I heard the song playing over the thing. I was like, what? It's like, what is this melody? And I was like, I was like, I was like who is this? I'm like, Oh, this is Billy Joel. I was like, Oh, this is Billy Joel. Yeah. I was like, I guess I need to devote my life to this album. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I li- similar to moving out, I- I've heard it so many times that that I slightly forgot just how much I loved mm-hmm. the song, and uh, I could have easily kicked it out. Mm-hmm. But I-, I like to, I like. There's a part of me that sl- slightly remembers just how much that song like changed me for a little bit. Sure. Even though I don't feel that same way anymore, I had I had to keep it there in the mid range, okay. so I-, I kept it at number six, and uh, it feels a uh, kind of aggressive. I like and I like how he gets a little bit aggressive mm-hmm. vocally, and I think it's it's one of his best. I guess, quote-unquote, rock songs. They're sure. still... You know, the album's kind of jazzy, but that's probably the most rock song on 52nd Street, mm-hmm. and it starts the album off with it. So. Well, speaking of 52nd Street... You had to be a big shot. Uh, <laughs> we're we'll, going to have a lot of 52nd Street gonna here stay, in a row, <laughs> We're going to stay. We're going to stay with the um, uh, kind of songs that you were saying, like rebellious rock songs mm-hmm. and my number six is my life yeah i mean dude it's, it's awesome I'm not uh, and i the love bo- the bosom buddies theme song the the uh the sitcom that tom hanks was in in the 80s if i'm not mistaken that's the theme song of that show. is it i think so i i don't yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> even know what you're talking about honestly where they were like a i don't know they dressed up as women do you remember that show you don't remember? No, dude. It's, it's like a fever dream. Yeah, it, it's a thing. It exists. Okay. It's, my life is the theme song. Okay. I believed you. Yeah. I just <laughs> never saw it. Yeah. Now I want to, though. Oh, yeah. Look that up. That's weird. Yeah, they, they, they yeah. Okay. Just, just, it's not weird. I mean. No, no. Just look. It, it, it does. It seems strange because you're like, you're like a, uh, th- this thing existed? Like, this was a Tom Hanks thing? Wow. I gotta go look that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's it's pretty much neat. what it yeah, is. That's cool. <laughs> Fifth, or 15. Five. Five, 15, 32. I don't my know. Lo- do you, why do you like my life? I already said why. Oh, did I not? Now I kind of like, I kind of took it over with Bob. Bo- oh, no, 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 no. I was just saying, it's, I just, I really like the vocal melody in it. Great. And I love the fact that it's, it almost feels anthem, uh, anth- anthem, 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 anthem. Oh god, this is a this is a rough one. Anthemic, anthemic, anthemic. I don't know. It feels like an anthem. It there does. we go. It does. Uh, it, it, but it does. It's I I really like the lyrics yeah. of "It's my life, leave me alone." Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just it's a personal type of 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 liking it. Great musically, great too. Yeah. Yeah, whenever I was re-listening to Fifty Second Street this week, I was like, "This is definitely gonna make my top 10. And then it just it, it didn't. I was like, "Oh man, that sucks." But I do have at number my number five a, another Fifty Second Street. Okay. It's my only. It's my last one from Fifty Second Street. I promised to cut that out, but it's also my favorite. And you had it in your no, you had it in your honorable mentions for some reasons, for some crazy reason. Uh, okay, have Zanzibar as my uh, favorite song from Fifty Second Street. So uh, this is the Billy Joel song that has the most in common with the A Steely Dan song. It's yeah, just, uh, it does feel the, like a Steely Dan song. This is the jazziest song on yep. 52nd Street. Uh, yep. Really unique song Unique song that's uh, oozing complexity in jazz. Uh, the mid-tempo switch up in the middle with the trumpet solo is mm-hmm. uh, is, is amazing. Uh, the whole 52nd Street album is a, a jazz rock detour that, that, that just pays off uh, mm-hmm. wonderfully. And, and Zanzibar is the, is the peak yeah. for me. Just love everything about it. 
that I don't even know what on earth he's singing about. This is why I put lyrics. It's, ra- it's <laughs> random. It's random stuff. <laughs> this is why I put lyrics like maybe second or third mm-hmm. for me. Because if it's if it's got the song structure, and it's got the melody. I'm there. And you know, Billy Joel's like oozing with that. That's the thing about Billy Joel. It's like he if he has a story to tell. One of the best. Yeah. Like, he can really tell a story in a yeah, song. Yeah, but yeah. if he doesn't have something already thought out, mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of lyrical nonsense. Of just a Works bunch so. of stuff thrown yeah. together. Right. Works yeah. So. yeah. Uh, number four. Here's where it's going to be. You're not five. Oh, five. Yeah, you're Sorry. five. Yeah, you're five. Well, number five. Here's yeah. where we start to get a little bit... Uh-oh. Um, uh, uh-oh. What's it going to be? It's the longest time. Oh, Josh. From an innocent man. Josh. What? You what? Mainstreamer. Oh, I know. Barbershop quartet song. So I'm mainstream. S- I'm so sorry, audience. I apologize okay. for you. No, I, I, Here's the thing. It's a good song. Here's the thing. I absolutely love barbershop quartet type stuff and acapella stuff. Mm-hmm. Love that. Big Huey Lewis and the News fan. We know this. That what they were built on was that. Yeah. So to me... That feels like a Huey Lewis and the News song before Huey Lewis and the News got like blew up. Mm-hmm. So I love that song. I really love that it's a song. Really good song. So yeah. that's my number five. Barbershop quartets. Let's do it. It's a good. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, four. Four for me. Four. Okay, here's where it gets good. Because like these next two are songs that you know maybe I don't okay. really even know. And okay. I'm like, oh, they are they are they are climbing the okay. charts like quickly. Okay. And you know if I give it another two weeks, they might they might climb the chart even more. Okay. Like, past my number one and two, <laughs> but uh, at four I have Summer Highland Falls from Turnstiles. Okay. Uh, vaguely knew this song mm-hmm. before this week, but I was instantly won over by the absolutely like addictive mm-hmm. piano melody at the at the uh, in the intro. Uh, the lyrics evoke uh, both, to quote the song, sadness and euphoria. Mm-hmm. I believe he said it was about manic depression. Uh, oh. Which, I mean, the song isn't depressing or anything like that when you mm-hmm. hear it. it. It evokes a bunch of different emotions. It's right. a short little like pop song, but uh, it reminds me of times when I was young. Kind of like, well, why is this thing, why is this feeling nostalgic? But, uh, uh, yeah, it evokes a surprising amount of emotion. And the sax, I believe it's a saxophone and clarinet solo mixed together mm-hmm. uh, is, is incredible. Uh, definitely feels like a precursor to... An artist like like Ben Folds, like that sure. song sounds like it's like oh this sounds like whatever and ever Amen kind of or a maybe like a philosophy from his debut mm-hmm. album, uh, especially that piano melody. It's like oh this is like this started a whole new kind of genre, yeah. kind of like a, sort of like the uh, the piano rock. I know mm-hmm. Elton John was around and whatnot, but this one feels had that uh, I don't know a really nostalgic element. I, mm-hmm. Listen, this I've been I've been wearing this song out. Uh, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be it's, a number it's one. Be top. It's gonna it, be a it number might, one. It might pass up a Wichita lineman by Glenn, Glenn Campbell, which I also kind of discovered this year. I love mm-hmm. discovering songs from the seventies and sixties that I really never sure. never listened Nothing to. Nothing wrong with that. This was one of those that I just loved it. It makes me makes me feel. Th- it makes you, you feel. Know, you you remember feelings, right? No. <laughs> you, <laughs> I have not felt. I have I was, not felt feelings. I was quoting, in, I was quoting Dennis from It's Always <laughs> and Max like. Yeah, Dennis, I feel feelings every day. <laughs> well, speaking of feelings, four. a lot of people are going to be angry at me. Oh, no. My number four is scenes from an Italian restaurant. <laughs> okay. That's number four. Okay, okay. Um, Let's hear it. Storytelling Billy Joel song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? What he, what he does best. This is a song that you literally can sit and and put put the song on. And 
just lose yourself in that song. Mm -hmm. You can sit and picture yourself sitting at this restaurant or and seeing all of this stuff happening. Yeah, and that saxophone solo. Oh yeah, my god, sure. it's so good. Yeah, it's good. It's so good. A good one. Yeah, it's so good. But I love, I love the whole arrangement of that song. I love the the roller coaster it takes you on, mm -hmm. and then the outro. It's yeah. just. It's a it is a perfect song. It's a perfect song. Yeah, yeah, it's a song for sure. <laughs> Thank you, Caleb. It's a song. Thank you it for exists. the input. It exists. <laughs> Moving on from scenes Jesus. from an Italian restaurant for whatever God. reason. Okay, <laughs> my number three is it's uh, scenes from an Italian my restaurant. Three is uh, another one that I definitely heard, but it's another turnstile song. Okay. Uh, Really like turnstiles, but mm -hmm. uh, this is a New York state of mind. Uh, That's so good. I have song uh, is so good. No connection to New York. Mm -hmm. I have no connection to it. Never been there. Some folks May like to get away. Maybe never will be there. But Joel paints such a vivid picture, uh, thanks to this truly jazzy and melancholic mm -hmm. song structure. Uh, yet again, pretty new to the song, mm -hmm. but it has made me feel emotion every single time. Yeah. <laughs> very, very emotional every time I hear it. It's a beautiful arrangement. And a perfectly placed uh, saxophone in the song. He has some mm -hmm. really good saxophone. He does moments in he his songs. Does. And this this is one of the top ones for me. Yeah, I really that that'll be another one that'll that's being worn out on mm -hmm. my Spotify, despite it being kind of long. Uh, sure, it just makes me feel some things. So, yeah. you know, you remember feeling <laughs> <laughs> these top three just make no. me feel some feelings. You know, what's your three? Um, we're sticking with the stranger. Um, hmm. Mm -hmm. And number three for me is the stranger. Oh, Josh, uh, buddy, my 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 my. Wish I liked it. More. My top two. I wish I liked two. it more. Man. Really? Yeah, I do like it. Oh, I love. I do like it. It's probably my third least favorite song on the album. For some reason, only the good die young. There's something about that song I don't love, uh, and I don't love the the ending song. Uh, well. This is all a, these songs are good. Though. It's a spoiler alert. It's all a spoiler alert. If we ever pull the topic from the hat. Yeah. Of albums that have no skips, The Stranger will be on that for me. It wouldn't be on mine. It would be for me. I don't think any Billy Joel album would be on there for me. The Stranger would be an album Which that has no skips. Which is good because I saw where Billy Joel talked about... Uh, he was talking about... Yeah, I would usually... Because all of his albums have like 10 songs. Like mm -hmm. Almost all of them do. He's like, yeah, I'd, I'd usually write about 7 songs and then 3 of the songs that I just kind of throw in. Which, which, which is still works because... Ten songs isn't that much. No, That's, it's about forty minutes. This, of music. These were all easy albums to kind of get through, mm -hmm. uh, even though some songs are kind of long. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you write seven amazing songs, I mean, do you, who who else? Like, how many people can you even count that 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 have done that through the course of twelve albums? So, I mean, mm. good, good for. Good, good for, for him. Good for Billy. Good for, good Billy. for him. Do you have anything else to um, say about the stranger? That's exactly. That's oh, actually exactly what I was talking about. Have stranger. Then we stranger. Then we stranger. Those are the words. <laughs> the song starts with the piano and the whistle, uh, which you think, which when you when you see the stranger and you see that title and yeah. you hear that intro, you think it's going to be some soft melancholy love song. Then it gets hard. Then it gets rock. hard rock heavy. Not really. But, <laughs> but, uh, for Billy Joel, <laughs> but for Billy Joel, it gets heavy. Yeah, um, the guitars were turned up a little yeah. lower. <laughs> but um, and it just that this song kicks ass. I'm sorry. Oh, whatever. Oh, God, Josh, <laughs> yeah, please, we please. try to be PG on it, the show. It still is. It still is. <laughs> it still is. PG. Well, no, I'm oh, just kidding. Uh, I'm not going to be Seth Kitzmiller okay. from the the art episode. <laughs> Number two. 
Okay. Got a stranger banger coming up here. Uh-oh. It's the stranger. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no uh, I have uh, Vienna as my number two. Uh, God, be- Caleb, why so high? Because it's incredible, and it's an amazing <laughs> song. Uh no, it's a beautifully sim- simplistic song that you can feel every ounce of emotion that Billy Joel is spilling out. Uh, sure. Uh, it feels I tre- won't argue that. It feels ex- this is a common theme, but it feels extremely nostalgic despite coming out 13 years before I was born. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, 77, right? So 13 years before we were born. Right? right. Is that correct? Am I getting math wrong? No, that's right. 77, we born in 90. 90 30, yeah, yes. that's 13 years. Ooh. So, ooh, God, ooh, mouth. <laughs> uh, the chord changes ooh. in the chorus quite literally give me chills. Every time. You know how many songs, you know how many times I've heard this song? A lot. Oh my gosh, hundreds and yeah, hundreds I know. of times. You and, yet, and I both. And yet when we get to the chorus, uh, it's still, I'm like, oh god, dun, 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 dun. Uh, all of the chorus. But, uh, but yeah, easily one of the greatest songs ever written. And uh, easy, to, easy to understand why it's a fan favorite. Yeah. Very easy. Just, yeah. uh, I don't know, super. It's easy listening. Yeah, very easily listening and incredibly agreeable in the best uh, possible way. Uh, I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine anybody not liking this this song i agree great Great Uh, i can't i can't disagree with that at all yeah my number two is a song that i literally just heard two days ago but i swear to god it's probably up in the top (laughs) what this can't go good okay let's it's probably not people are going to be like you're an idiot yeah my number two pretty pretty like standard (laughs) my number two is from stormfront oh no and it's that's not her style I freaking love this song. And that was the first song on the album, right? No, Storm. Uh, is it? Okay, yes, yeah, it is the first song on the record. Yeah, I understand, I understand why. So good. I didn't love it. I it love, reminds I, me of a Huey Lewis and the News song. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of Peter Gabriel. And that, yeah, uh, it, the harmonica and stuff gives it kind of a Huey Lewis and the News vibe. Yeah, but that whole out, I, I love that record. Mm-hmm. I love Stormfront. I absolutely hate myself for not listening to that record sooner. Yeah. Love that record. Yeah, it's no, it's no nylon curtain. It's better than nylon it curtain. It is absolutely not. It, it absolutely is, is. It is almost two eighties. It is almost two, and that's fine. I like <laughs> the eighties. Nylon curtain kind. I of, like the eighties. Nylon curtain kind of isn't. Like I know, I know it's a the first digital uh, recorded album apparently, but mm-hmm. uh, there's just so many different things on that album that doesn't stick to a an eighties trope, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna defend it, John. I'm gonna keep that's it. fine. I'm defend gonna defend it. it till the bitter end. I tell you what, there's only a couple of songs I didn't I didn't care for on that album. I tell you so, what, yeah. I will I will probably go back and listen to his discography stuff. again yeah. at some point. Um, maybe who knows? I may have a different opinion on on Nylon Curtain. But. Maybe I was I was taken but surprised I, by how today. I liked it. Uh, yeah. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Is this is this is this <laughs> where we get the story? <laughs> what story of, of when you first heard Billy Joel? Have I, we not? Have I already we, did that. I did that with Big oh. Shot. I talked about oh. that. Oh, okay. I See, so you didn't. You didn't specify. I that. did. I did actually. I did. I did. Josh. I did. Well, say I don't that. think. I didn't. I, I said, didn't. I said. I said. I was like. I said. Going back to when I said whenever I really first got into well, Billy Joel, this was Big Shot. I heard it in a well, bar. I well, said that. I said all. The, I told the story like Billy Joel would have told the story. I was in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, piano man. <laughs> Okay, my number one. You remember feelings? You remember feelings. <laughs> my number one is from The Stranger. Okay. Uh, no big surprise here. Oh, you know oh. me. Uh, it's oh, it's scenes from an yay. Italian restaurant. Oh wow! Uh, Shocker. Listen, John. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. 
this it's not like it seems from a Italian restaurant was some big successful single. It just became popular because it's, it's that it's, great. it's good. It's that good. <laughs> Similar to all the songs on The Strangers, but uh, it's it's the most ambitious song of his career, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, uniquely structured, feeling like three different songs thrown Whoa. into one. Sort of like a Whoa. sort of like a Bohemian Rhapsody. To, but you know what? I like this song more than Bohemian Rhapsody. I do too. It's, it's just, I do too. It's just better. It's just better. Uh, each segment completely stands out. Uh, one of the mo- most well composed songs of all time, and never boring despite its nearly eight minute uh, eight minute runtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it blends jazz, progressive pop, and piano rock to make for. Literally, an exciting listen every time. Sure, uh, listen to it with some good headphones this week a few times. I was like, man, I'm it's like I'm picking up on new things I've never mm-hmm. and I've heard the song just as much as I hundred times. Vienna, <laughs> just as much as I heard Vienna. Like seriously, uh, yeah, one of the greatest songs. That song is just every time I call it, every part just just hits yep. every single part. Bun, bun, da, da, da. The the outro. Yeah, bun, you know, it's great. So. <laughs> <laughs> my saxophone impersonation. <laughs> so my story time for number one. I still listen. I've heard that song a billion times. I never memorize all the words. Oh no, because it's it's a it's a thousand miles an hour. I'm taking it off the list. It's too much, William. What's your what's your number? We clearly don't have them the same number one. No, clearly, clearly. I'm gonna be. I don't you're going to be so pissed. I am. You're going to be so pissed. I'm already annoyed that you, have, that you had a song from whatever, uh, number two. The bridge I, front, I knew you the would be. Or whatever. I knew you <laughs> I don't even remember the name of the album. Stormfront. Stormfront. I mixed, Stormfront. I mixed two albums. <laughs> the bridge, the bridge front. <laughs> we apologize to all the Billy Joel super fans hey, that might getting, be listening. We're just getting there. We're getting there. We're just getting um, Eight-year-old, I get this VHS tape, and it's Garth Brooks live from Central Park. Okay. Hold on. Hold okay, on. Okay. 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 <laughs> Billy Joel comes out and plays some songs with Garth. Oh, cool. So this is the first time I've ever seen Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. They played Shameless, which is also a great song. It would have been in my, it would have been in my honorable mention if Garth didn't do a better version. Um, he did New York State of Mind, mm-hmm. and he did my number one song with Garth. You may be right. That was the first. That was the first time I'd ever heard Billy Joel, and ever since then, that song has stuck in my mind when I think Billy Joel more than any Billy Joel song. So it will always be my number one Billy Joel song. I may like all of these songs more, but and and honestly, all of these songs that I've listed so far are better than that song. But that song will always be my number one just well, because of the nostalgia. It's a lot of people's favorite song by Billy Joel, actually. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that, that he performed that with Garth Brooks because while it is more of like an old school rock and roll song, mm-hmm. I think it still has, it could be easily adapted into a country song. Mm-hmm. like a, a Because it, it kind of reminds me of that, which this came, this came before this song, but mm-hmm. uh, that Dwight Yoakam song. Uh, what's that song? Maybe I'll be fast as you. Which is also kind of like a uh, Roy Orbison. So mm-hmm. th- it's kind of like a Roy Orbison song. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that song is great. Yeah. Uh, Glass Houses? Is that what you're Yes, from Glass Houses. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's, it's the fir- first song it's on Glass like a Houses. Rock, rock and roll album. Old school yep. rock and roll album. Yep. Yeah. But that, yeah, but that will forever be my number one Billy Joel song. I don't care if I like all of these songs better. Yeah. That will always be number one to me. Cool. So. Yes. Those were the top ten. Those were our top ten. The official. The official. 
Nobody all, else's is, is accurate. All other lists will be burned to the ground and like, that, thrown that, into the river. Everybody's going to be like, Caleb, that choice to put Laura at nine was really brave and, and ballsy, and we loved that. Yes. We now like yes. Laura as much as you like yes. that song, Caleb. Yeah. And the fact that you so put... Th- you're welcome, audience. The, the fact that you put scenes in a, uh, from an Italian restaurant at four, Josh, that was also ballsy, and we hate you for it. It's, man, you put you, man, you put Vienna at seven. <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> man, if we did do it... It's my top ten! Man, if we did do a, uh, a competition to see who got the most votes, oh, you would get, I'd still get screwed over. Like, hey, Caleb, uh, Laura, you have Laura at nine. <laughs> what is that? We don't care what song have, is we that? We don't care if you have Vienna at two and scenes from an Italian restaurant from at Number one? All right, Kale. Any anything that you would like to add about Billy Joel? Love them. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. excited. To, I'm going to continue to listen to the, these songs. I, I didn't just do it for the show. I'm going to continue to do it. Oh Ooh. no, oh, no, Josh. What did you? Ooh. What is it, Josh? Oh no. Next week. Next week we are cool? going to be talking about bands that we think are overrated. Oh, oh no. <laughs> okay. I was. I in my cannot mind, I was hoping we was gonna pull this one eventually. Wait soon, but uh, I cannot wait. Okay, we need to set some. You know, we need to set some rules here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We cannot get defensive about who, if we say it's an artist. Neither of us can get defensive about it. Oh, I because it's gonna probably happen. Maybe me. I'm gonna get defensive. <laughs> so I can't do that. I gotta remind myself. Why are you? Why are you gonna get defensive? You never know. I know. I already know when you're gonna pop out, and I'm like, "Oh, Josh, why, why, why did you, why did you do that? Why did you do it? I already know what it's gonna be." But uh, well, why don't you, why don't you give the people a, a quick, a quick little uh, thing? What do you think it is? And I'll tell you if it is or not. Go ahead. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil. Oh, it. spoil it! I don't want to spoil it. Spoil it. Because <laughs> uh, I'm curious you what re- you think. I know you really don't like Nirvana. You really don't like Nirvana. I was honestly probably not gonna put them on my list. I was more so gonna stick with today's. Artists see, that see, I think are overrated. I think we need to, we need to set another rule here. Okay, uh, there is Rules. a a critical a criti- by definition the actual definition of overrated. Talk about artists that actually get legitimate critical acclaim, and you've never really saw it, seen it. You're like, I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get it. But here's the thing with me with the term overrated. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily believe in it. So I'm gonna have to go against my own beliefs next week, and and literally just talk about artists that. I never really got, but so mm-hmm. many people like, and I'm That's like, me. like, I don't get it. That's me. But then there's, then we'll talk about another side of the overrated where an artist has such a big fan base, and you're like, why? Why on earth? Agreed. Despite them maybe Agreed. not having the, the best critical acclaim. Agreed. You know, like, I, well, I'm not going to talk about this band next week, but uh, Greater, Van, Greater Van Fleet would be one. Uh, oh, they'd be, te- they're definitely going to be on my list. I'm not going to talk about them, because I'm just, I, I just have no passion about, like, dislike or like. I'm like... Mm-hmm. I don't understand this. I don't know why people like this, but whatever. But yeah, so those are going to be the rules. No, no, def- don't get defensive, Josh. Whenever I talk about some of these, I'm not going to be defensive. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be defensive. I'm go in. Go ahead. I'm going to go in on them. It's going to be. It's going to be a yeah. massacre. Do it, Because Radiohead's going to be on my list. I'm Josh, just going to tell Josh, you that. that. That would be the dumbest mistake <laughs> of your. Life. I'm going to put the Beatles on there. <laughs> Cross I, your arms, Kate. Which I, I don't hate care. myself. <laughs> we, we all would. I hate myself for. I'm going to put Billy Joel. on Goodbye, there. listeners. Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel. Caleb, where can people find us? They can find us by type, typing in "chat from a hat" on Facebook, Instagram, and and Twitter, and you can. Email us at chatfromahatcast at gmail.com. And obviously, you can listen to us wherever you stream podcasts. Cool. 
Yeah, thank you so much. Well, folks, we are going to be talking next week about bands that we think are overrated. Shout it out Loudcast thinks that we're gonna we've ripped them off because that's what they did this week. Uh, (laughs) But we didn't. Tom and Zeus, we're sorry. Just came out. Just came out of the hat like normal. But anyway, so folks, we hope you enjoyed our top ten Billy Joel lists, and we will talk to you next week about bands that we think are overrated. (laughs) 